This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Get out of town. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I'm Tad Whistle. I am John Binley. We are at Liveberg Studio in Glenshaw, John. Good to be back with you, sir. We love it here. Livebergstudio.com. Check them out there. Also on site today, Ben Stonium, our producer. Hey. You know him. You love him. He's here. He's in Glenshaw. He might get a place here. You he could be his neighbor. Listen, not a great start at the ACK this past weekend. Not, uh... Mm. <laughs> not a great start I watched the game I went down there and watched it John I know you watched it on TV yeah I can say that watching it on TV wasn't enjoyable I mean even had we won that game I'd be like, just like you know might have expected a little bit of a hangover after that roller coaster week one game but just both Man, the Patriots suck, and we kind of sucked. It was just a, not a fun game to watch. For for as close as the game was, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I didn't enjoy it because I felt like we got no pressure the whole game. We were the defense was on the field the whole time. The offense was impotent yet again, <sighs> and, and I don't look. I don't know enough. It's important. You're going, to, you're going right in. We're going, it's important going to know right what you don't know. And I don't know enough, like, uh, when, because the assigning of the blame, and it's like, it's Matt Canada, it's Trubisky. Like, where does the blame lie? I keep thinking, like, you know, how horrible and toxic it must be. Like, Trubisky and. Mad Canada are like Daniel Day Lewis and that woman in Phantom Thread, and like oh, Mad, oh my, <laughs> Mad my Canada, hungry boy. <laughs> Mad Canada, uh, he has to he has to poison the offense, right? Because it like gets Trubisky off. <laughs> <laughs> he has to keep he has to keep the offense sick at all times yeah. because because he's sick and it's the only way that he can work creatively. Yeah, we'll find out years later that Mad Canada is working on a series of fiction novels mm. and this was his inspiration like teen, teen fiction like matt christopher remember those books the matt christopher books no if uh, if you're out there and you were into the matt christopher books, send us your tweet us drop a comment drop a comment what's your favorite matt christopher book uh those were uh, a sure sure hit every time fourth grade fifth grade same story just told again and again tell you what else is a sure thing death Taxes. Okay. And the New England Patriots throwing the ball in the middle of the field against the Pittsburgh Steelers team. It doesn't matter what decade we're in. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, apparently, because in that regard, 
And maybe that's the only regard that Mac Jones was just like Tom Brady, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, just running wild, ass naked across that field <laughs> with no – There were, you know, at, as a viewer at home, there's no, there's no black shirts even in the p- picture when the ball first gets caught. I never – I'm not a X's and O's man. We never claim to be, but like I would just like to get beat a different way by Belichick just once. Yeah, it was a little extra painful to get beat in the way that you are unable to execute and beat anyone by throwing the ball to the middle of the field. Right. It was a tale of of two teams in that regard. Like we didn't throw it in the middle of the field at all. But I just thought I don't know, the Brian Flores thing, him knowing like I thought I thought if we were going to get out schemed, it would have been a different way. Like if if if, if there's one way that I don't want to get beat against that team, it's it's that way again, man. I'm talking David Patton and Troy Brown doing that to us in 1999. Like and as yeah, Gronk and Hernandez ten years well, ago, of course. But but it's easier to I would assume it's easier to play defense when you can count on your offense to score at least 20 points. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. I would assume that sort of opens, you know, the menu of what you're able to do. Well, can you talk about the atmosphere though? Now that has because that yeah, Akersher, it's different. Definitely has a different look. Even on TV, it came across a little bit. How did it feel to be down there? What was the vibe? Same as always. Different. I mean, it's the opener too, so that there's a little bit more. Uh. I don't know. The realist Steeler fans are at the cold ass games. Those are the ones I like to go to against like a really bad Texans team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I, I think like cold. I don't know. I was at a Steeler game once. It was really hot. It was, I think it was a home opener, and I just felt felt. Wrong. I cherish these warm weather Steeler games, really? but I try to go to like six a year. I don't know. Last year, coming off of the COVID season, I went to the home opener. And they did not have enough people taking tickets. They did not have enough people doing like the security bins where you put your cell phone in the key. This is last year. You put your cell phone, your keys in in your wallet in the grossest thing ever. And if you were going to drunkenly lose something at a game, that is where it would happen. Mm. Right. Um, But they didn't have enough people working. So there were like 600 fans in the holding area, like by gate D, like to get bottlenecked through this section and i had just bought my ticket last year for like i don't know what i paid like 125 is that raiders game we lost Mm -hmm. so i just bought the ticket and i'm like man we got to get in there we're missing game time we were behind and someone finally like they went through the security the people at the front of the line and then these i'm not going to call them good samaritans because i don't want to catch a lifetime ban from the facility (laughs) But, like, six people forced open the gates. So this is like in Titanic. <laughs> yes. When the peasants are on the, uh, mm-hmm. the lower area and they get that bench and they break through. Exactly. Yeah. And then... It really... <laughs> right. It so, would have been perfectly time for someone to... to for one of the security guys to be like, I'll shoot you all like, like dogs. dogs. <laughs> right. But they didn't. And we stormed in there, and no one scanned my ticket, and I felt immediate regret, and then we lost the game. And, and I mean, the atmosphere, we're now in the tribal, and uh, this, like, when Kenny Pickett was drafted, it's like the potential for it to tear the city apart mm. was always there because, like, 
Pitt fans, like, I watched this guy win the ACC. This is the most my guy that the Steelers have ever drafted. Mm. No one was running to Kenny Pickett's Wikipedia page when they drafted him, This the way that sometimes you're like, oh, a middle linebacker from Utah, like, what's this player about? Right. Everyone knew everything about him and how people want him, and when Mitch was struggling early and he threw that interception, which should have been picked twice probably, when that happened, people started cheering Kenny and it was like, oh no, we've we're here. Like it's now. It's it's like it's happening, and you knew it would happen. Right, the first bad game, the I first bad pass, the first interception. But you didn't know it would happen like that. And I think that, yeah, I don't know if you go to, like people were telling people chanting Kenny. They were telling other fans like to shut up. We and can't have this. This isn't good. The division was not good. palpable. These are divisive times in our nation, in our world. We can't do this. We cannot do this. Uh, where do you fall? Should he? Where, when do you put Kenny in? Because I'm starting to notice. I mean, when do you do it? I mean. He can't make the offense any worse. Right. I think Mitch hasn't really played that bad. I, I think it's been. I think these are team. Team offensive struggles for the most part. It definitely playing a little scared, but I don't know. He's kind of sounds like it's partly the scheme. I don't know. We need more information. We need more perspectives. Right. We need to talk to real people. So, John, I once again I took to the streets in Pittsburgh's historic North Side, mm. and uh, and caught up with some folks the day after the game about the Steelers' performance, about what's happening, and what we can expect to see on Thursday night as the Steelers take on the Browns. Jay, let's get down to it. What the hell happened? Mitch Trubisky happened. Yesterday is this uh, ongoing thing with the Steelers organization, I believe, for probably the last five years. I don't think that they're addressing the needs. I want to say that my man Jeff there, he had a lot to say. Right. He was at his wit's end. He was very frustrated when I approached him to interview him. I said, Jeff, is this, is this, he's like, can I say what I want? I'm like, yeah. He's like, cause I've got a lot to say. You're providing a great service to the people. <laughs> also, what Jeff's saying more than anything right now is <laughs> shirts. <laughs> We're staunchly F shirts on this podcast. And, and I might not be wearing one in the next episode. We'll see. Very, I like, I like Jeff's energy right now. He's coming in just, he's raw. I like it. Yeah, he was pulling weeds in front of his house. He was surprised to be doing this. Play calling. I think the play calling was trash. It seems like there's some questionable play calling on the offense, and, and certainly I think Trubisky could be playing a little bit better as well. Matt Canada got to do something with that play calling because it, it, that ain't it. I think upper management needs to be looked at. Clean house. Upper management. <laughs> Jeff wants to clean house. Upper management. But you're starting to see the camps develop here. Jay? Yeah. It's Trubisky, Devin, Connor, some suspect play calling, mm-hmm. although, you know, there's there's a lot at play here. The fact that they have starting is not able to in, to ignite the offense. Maybe they should maybe give this new kid a chance that maybe be able to move the offense better. If you want to say Kenny's better or however everybody say, I'm cool with that. It's morally right now, offensive line, and a play calling for me. Pickett, he's a young kid. Great prospect. He's 24. You can put him behind that line, he's going to get beat up. 
Like, fix it for me. Fix it for... Uh... You start Mason Rudolph? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what? It, that guy, Jay, I think, was, uh... I don't know if he was being intentionally playing sensational. Games. I don't, games I don't know. But that was, uh... It seemed like a hardcore... That was a very avant-garde take. Yeah. He's the radio head of Northside, uh... <laughs> Random Pittsburgh interview, yeah, right. I'm more straight down the middle. I'm with I'm with Devin here. Let's see what he has to say. We just lost the game. We lost the game hey. back. We just lost the game. See, they should have been two and zero yesterday. Choked to me. They choked. What was the moment in the game where, if given the opportunity to stab yourself in the neck with a dagger exhumed from a tomb? What would have been that moment for you? I don't know. It would have been that drastic, but it, it definitely was a botched punt, right? I like how he was, for a second, Connor was like, that's a ridiculous thing. Oh, I get that, actually. Well, he's all buttoned up now at his day job, but I would like to cut to the live feed of Connor Sunday. Mid-game. When, when Gunnar Olszewski <laughs> dropped that ball. Let's see how, see how he towed the line then. Right. That check down. That check down the Najee. Yeah. yeah, that that, that check was the down. that was the moment. That, uh, is that your is that your stab yourself in the throat with a dagger exhumed from the tomb no, of the great king? No, that was like they asked T. S. Eliot, the great American poet. <laughs> <laughs> they asked T. S. Eliot, "How do you think the the world the world will end or whatever?" It's like uh, not with a bang, but with a whimper, and that. That to me, our season doesn't end with a big bang. It's not the TJ interview. It's the meaningless check down to Najee Harris in a game that is winnable. Giving up, right, is what you're saying. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt. Is that a Matt Canada thing? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. But that's that's a, a really that's a great call by a, a frustrated man there. And before we move on, my moment, and it's sort of jaded by the Olszewski fumble is the Cam Sutton drop on the interception. Oh, yeah. Because it was right there. But also, Gunnar Olszewski, I don't know anything about him. He could be a bum. He's a, it was, he's a special teams demon. Like, I don't really care, you know? We used to have Antonio Brown uh, returning punts. But I, I hold Cam Sutton in such high regard. I'm such a Cam Sutton fan. Yeah. He's smart. He plays. He has heady, heads-up plays. Like, when he peeled off his guy to break up that pass against the Bengals. He does stuff like that because he's smart, and to, to see him miss an execution like that hurt me because I think he's really good. Yeah. To be honest with you, I was at work the whole time the game was going on and listening to it, and I was ready to die the whole time. <laughs> Take me to Cleveland. How are you feeling about Thursday night? Not good. Not good at all. They're the Browns, so... Uh... You know, hopefully that, that still means something until it doesn't. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubbs, I look at the run game. I just hope they don't run it all down our throats. Hmm. I'd like to say that they would get a win, but they not, I don't think they'll get a win in Cleveland with the quarterback that they have playing. It's Cleveland. If there was ever a get-right game. Uh, I don't know that this will be it. God. Yeah. I'm still, still a fan. I always will be. But um, I'm not looking forward to this season too much at all. Parting thoughts? Uh, here's to that number one pick next year. Stop. Uh, 
Go black and go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. All right. I do want to say, I want to clarify what Jay said. <sighs> Thanks for telling. You know what? You stood up in the moment. I'm glad you told. Stop. Stop, Jay. It was nice of him to donate his time for this interview. I want to say, Jay, uh, I asked in part of the, like, the how to fix it uh, experiment. Uh, he was like, we should intentionally lose all our games to get the first pick next year. I think he was being a little a little reactionary, maybe a little hyperbolic. Yeah, that's but, not uh, Yeah, but he also, I mean, that was some sensational, insane things mm-hmm. that he was saying. But hey, it's good to get that perspective. We needed to see what people are saying, you know, because you and me are in a bubble. You know, we're high media... You know, yeah. we're credentialed. We're mm-hmm. we're in the elite. Always so much wisdom on the north side. I just have a a one final burning question about the game. If you took all of the time that Mac Jones had in the pocket and you aggregated it, so you gave him that much time, do you think he could bring himself to orgasm? <laughs> I think he could make, I think he could slow cook some chili. At the very least, if you're like Mac Jones, you have a one minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> right now, Mac. I was going to ask the people on the street that, and then I was like, we can't, we can't do this. I can't, I can't become this. Probably I mean, until the, for the best, until the show yeah. is, is really tanking in views. And then I have to do sensational right. things like that to keep it afloat. But we're not there yet. I want to see Mac Jones. He kind of looks like the uh, Mad TV kid. I just kind of thought of that. Oh, uh, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, doesn't he kind of put Photoshop his face on there for the next a time? A little we bit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not spending any more mental energy thinking about Mac Jones. Also, he was scrambling. He was running. He was sliding. Yeah. God. Oh, damn he's it. A, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Moving on, John. It sucks to lose to the Patriots in the first game at Acrisure Stadium. The home opener. That's a big bummer. We can all agree on that. But this was absolutely the least embarrassing loss of AFC North teams. The Browns lost to the Jets, and the Browns are like the first team in almost 20 years to blow a lead of 13 points in the final two minutes. So that sucks. They're going to be mad. The Ravens uh, blew a three-score lead to the Dolphins. That was crazy. That was a crazy game. And the dumbass Bengals uh, lost to the Dak Prescottless Dallas Cowboys. Greenfield boy, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Did you see the picture of uh, Joe Burrow? It's a it's a picture of him, like Joe Burrow last year, and then Joe Burrow this year, and it's Macaulay Culkin smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah, I uh, look. I, it. I don't think it was the most dramatic loss. Like those Browns and Ravens losses, those were bad because of the way that they happen. It's like the Bengals just they continue to expect success without performing. For me, the most bang for your buck in terms of schadenfreude, just seeing the Cowboys somehow pull that off against a team that, as we said last last week on the show, thinks they're just going to 
It just you go to the Super Bowl oh, every year. Look at us. We've got our got our kinky leader hosing on. We're just gonna tiptoe into the right into back the there. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Joe Cool, Mr. Sax guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, man, I love that. Yeah. That was sweet. Alright, when we come back, we're gonna have the one and only cat. He missed a couple picks, but he got the lock. He got the lock. He got the lock. That's all that matters. When we return, a man a, a man so prolific, he once bet every game of the Little League World Series. Yo. All right, we'd like to welcome back to the show the cat himself for our Cat Calls segment. Cat, how you doing? Not too good, Tad. It was a rough Sunday, man. It was a rough Sunday. So yeah, you went one and two uh, on your picks last week, but you did secure the lock. What the hell happened, man? You know, uh, a Vikings line moved. You know, I'm not used to doing this during the week. I'm more of a Sunday morning guy on in the back of a local establishment, writing on a couple empty soda pop boxes. You know, this during the week, you know, those lines move. That's all I can say. What do you think is the ideal BAC to make picks? Mm. Uh, you know, uh, you got to at least have a couple couple soda pops in you to keep you keep your mind right, you know? Point oh six. Let's keep it under the limit. <laughs> that was very scientific. Okay. Very specific. Well, I hope you're I hope you're drunk enough to get it right this week. Cat, we've got three games here on the slate. The first one, Kansas City minus six and a half at Indianapolis. Yeah, I like Kansas City minus the six and a half. That Kansas City offense is high flying and good. Shaq Leonard's banged up. Um, Kansas City's going to cover, and we're throwing it out now, Tad Binley. Lead pipe lock of the week. Lead pipe. City covering the six and a half. All right, the man from Johnstown. You heard him when he makes a lock pick on the show. He does not miss. He's one and zero. Hundred percent. Cat, our second game here, Dallas getting two and a half versus the G-Men, NYG. Yeah. Binley, Tad, Micah Parsons, and the points. That's all I need to say. He has been hot. He has been hot. And Mike, I, Mike McCarthy again, Greenfield boy. Yeah, he's going to have quite a few sacks, I think. Daniel Jones better look out. All right. So far, so good. I'm a little concerned about the amount of points in the lock game, but I'm not an expert. That's why I leave it to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Our final game here, as always, we have to pick the Steeler game, even though if I were a gambling man, I would probably elect to never do that, especially when it involves the Cleveland Browns giving five to your Pittsburgh Steelers. Tad, this one, it, it pains me to my heart. You know, the only thing I like about Cleveland is when I leave. But the Steelers' offense looked so bad last week. I I just have to take the Browns minus the five. I they're so bad. The Steelers looked so bad last week. I might take all the rest of their opponents, whatever points, whatever points they're laying. Because I mean, I don't know if we can score any points. That's the problem. 
you're making a lot of sense and it I'm I'm staring into the bleak future and right now this is like the desperation moment for me where I'm like Kenny Kenny Oh That's what I'm thinking. How are we going to score points? How are we going to score points, Cat? I mean, maybe Kenny can run around and maybe throw one deep just like out of the blue kind of, but I mean, there seems so much dissension between that offense and the Canada. I mean, I don't know if any of those guys like him. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Well, the good news is when you go back and watch this, you'll get to hear a reference that really will only land with about four people where we hypothesized Matt Canada is intentionally poisoning the offense to inspire other creative pursuits. So get ready for that. <laughs> awesome awesome until next week cat thank you very much meow thanks guys we will talk next week hopefully after a nice 3 0 hell yeah brother hell yeah you heard cat's picks he likes cleveland giving five and a half to the steelers he likes kansas city giving six and a half to indy and he likes dallas getting two and a half in New York against the Giants. Check out those lines and uh, check them out on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. Moving on now to Cleveland, John. All right, you ready for this? Hit me. I think we got him right where we want him. No Jadavian Clowney. Listen. I'm you don't want I don't want to hear about all that. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Chubb and I'm thinking about Cream Hunt. And what is the the biggest difference from this year to last year that I can say for sure is that our defensive line is better than it was last year. I would have to agree. We've got more depth. DeMarvin Leal, Montrevious Adams, Cam Hayward, the Ageless Wonder, Larry Ogunjobi. Right? Alu-Alu's back. I do not think that Cam Hayward and company are going to allow that O-line, which is a little banged up, Cleveland's O-line. I don't think they're going to let them push us around. I really hope not. I mean... I think it's going to be a, a brutal game. It could be It could be like another one of those games, like the end of the Bengals game, where everyone was getting hurt. And like yeah. in pursuit of winning, the injury report is a laundry list. But they will right. have like 11 days to recover. That's what I'm saying, man. And I think Mitch is going to step up. I'm glass half full. I like the Steelers in this game because, because why not? We knew it was going to be this way. We knew it was going to be that kind of season. The Browns I was is the more, Browns. I was a little more optimistic, but I agree with the Browns as a Browns sentiment. Weird elf thing they have now. I, I thought that was a bit online. I so thought that I. was fake. And then when I watched the highlights last weekend of them losing to the Jets, I thought to myself, my God, there it is. Yep. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, the key, it's like if the Keebler elf smoked meth. Meth. Not even once. <laughs> That's what they say, right? This is a campaign, I right. think. Anyway, I'm hopeful. I'm with you, John. Let's Steelers. go. Steelers. Let's go. Let's get pumped. They're still Come on. We've made it a we made a career out of yeah. dogging these losers. Please. <sighs>
please, God, I need please, this. I really, I need this, and my relationship needs this. You said it, you said it, brother. And my professional relationships, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm fully, I put all my eggs in one basket, which I think conventional wisdom would tell you, not healthy. But here we are. It's too late now. I, I am. This is what the the great men and women of my family have raised me to do. And ride or die. Birds got to fly. Fish got to swim. We got to beat these no good, dirty dog browns. I'm really hopeful. I don't know. I, yeah. No one go to work on Friday. If no Either one, way. if no one, regardless of what happens, if no one goes to work, they can't, can't fire, fire all of us. <laughs> they can't. They can't. Think about what, think about what would happen to the, the economy if they fired us. Okay, we received a Twitter question. Mm. Sort of, a, it's a it's a fun thought experiment. He says, "Hey guys, it's Mateo from Brentwood. He's from Brentwood. Long time listener, first time caller. Noel Cower and Tomlin in a Mexican standoff. Who yins think wins? I'll hang up and listen. You go ahead. Cower too emotional. Would get bored of it very quickly." It's very close between Tomlin and Chuck Knoll, but I think that Chuck Knoll would be able to, like, weird Tomlin out by just reciting sonnets. You know, he was, like, a weird renaissance man. That was his mm-hmm. thing. He would just, you know, he he, told, he tells the, uh... <laughs> Rocky Blyer's that story where Chuck Knoll told the, like, the two monks thing, and it's like, well, you, you carried her across the river. I carried her across the river, but you brought her here, like, 50 miles from here by, like, bringing up old bullshit, which is a... Ooh. I've thought it's a great it's a great little adage. So Put I think that in my back pocket here. I think for that reason, I think Chuck Knoll has the right temperament to win a Mexican standoff. Although Tomlin, he really doesn't give away much. Tomlin aviators on. I think it's close, but I'm giving it to Knoll by a nose. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Tomlin because we've talked a little bit about it before. It, Tomlin right now is would be right. the caveat. I'm assuming we're taking, like, Cower in his prime. These are all in their prime. Right, so, like, Cower in 1995, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cower 2001. And, and this may or may not be Tomlin's prime. History will will uh, sort that out. But something, something loose about him right now that I really dig is, like, a man on the edge, right? He's just <laughs> saying stuff and being... You know, he's still him, but, like, reminds me of myself in a certain way. Just kind of, I'm letting it fly this year, right? It reminds, it reminds me of you in, a, in the way that you could be killed in a road rage incident. Right. Or, or we could both be fired from our, our jobs. For or, freaking out. Tomlin has been playing it fast and loose. And I, will, I right? love it. I do like it. He's a bit of a live wire this year, and I don't. I think it's well. First off, I don't think this is the type of job a human being should do for very long. Yeah, if you want to live for a long time, he's got that Mel Gibson lethal weapon. Like, go ahead, <laughs> right? Go ahead, <laughs> pull the trigger. I love it, and I well, we're gonna need that. I think this year, and what we're talking about with the yeah. offense, we're gonna need to take chances. It's we're gonna go crazy. We need to do some razzle dazzle pee pants. Yeah, bullshit. And, and I think that's what we're getting from the fans, right? Why did that check down pass to Najee hurt so bad? Because it's like, yo, I don't care if Mitch Trubisky throws five interceptions if we win, right? 
Can't be afraid to make a mistake. If we win, yeah. Mitch, if you're listening, which you probably are, man, just let it fly out there. What do you got to lose? The city will love you. Make some mistakes. Don't be afraid to make some mistakes. Will the city love him if he makes a lot of mistakes? Okay. You miss 100% of the shots to the middle of the field you don't take. Right, okay. I mean, that is, yeah. Right. I want to see George Pickens running down the field with the ball. I would love, man, I would. That first George Pickens TD this year. It's going to be good. It's going to be really, it's going to be really good. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. All right. I'm going to make a prediction. We're going to get that. We're this week. We're going to get that on Thursday. In Cleveland. In so Cleveland. we've got we've got the old guard who knows you don't lose to the Browns, Cam Hayward, passing the torch to the next generation of dogs, okay, who also are emboldened by the fact that they wear black and gold and they are not going to lose to the Browns. That's right. I've talked myself into it. I'm going against the cat this week in the picks. Screw them. At least one of us will be a jerk next week. All right. Hey, that's it. That's it for us. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Dick and Sauce. At Bindley Hardware. You can send us an email, untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Nominations are still open for the 40 irredeemable jagoffs under 40 or over 40. (laughs) (laughs) Under 40 just sounds so much better. Yeah. Also, we're in talks with Pittsburgh Magazine. I'm sure they're going to want a piece of this. We're in... Tense negotiations. It's like an episode of Succession. We're trying to get the money right. It's right. like when it's like when Conor McGregor fights like an influencer bum. Right. Producer Ben Stonium is has got them on the other line. So we got to go. We got to go. All right. Huge shout out to Liveberg. Check them out online. Livebergstudio.com. Huge shout out to Ben Stonium, our producer. It is the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast right here on the Bet Rivers Network. 